0: Hi, hello. Hey, real quick before the show, uh just a quick shout out. There's a new podcast that I'm partnering with. Uh and it's called the Miked Up Podcast with Billy, Nick, and Mike, uh, three guys that I'm super fond of. Uh my childhood best friend Mike, uh, my cousin, uh the guy that was my brother from another mother, started a podcast. Uh it's really great. If you love sports, if you love uh discussions about sports. Uh, if you love to hear uh, three guys who's having a good time, three guys who really love sports, make sure you check it out uh, on Podbean. Uh, th- right now, it's just on Podbean. I think they're going to try to get it out on some other services. But make sure you follow them on social medias as well, at uh, Podcast one on Twitter and on Instagram. They're at, is, at Miked up Podcasting. that's M-I-C-D-Up Podcasting. So make sure you guys give them a follow. They're really great dudes, really entertaining podcasts. Listen to the first episode, uh, it's out now. It's really good. So make sure you check out Miked Up. Hello and welcome another episode of the average joe football show i'm your host joe fair thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the yellow m&m's favorite football podcast no yeah i'm serious yellow one the yellow one from the commercials not the red one red one no the dumb one yeah the the awkward one one. (laughs) i'm joined once again by my producer joe teeson how's it going joe fantastic how are you Joe? i'm great as well good you i flipped it on you. usually i don't say that but i did this time. yeah i appreciate that it's good it's good, good that somebody finally asked me how i'm doing you, know, <laughs> finally you. For once Yeah, yeah speaking of it all being all about you i really felt like you were the star of the show on the last episode of the podcast you really did steal the show i yeah, think i did i think i really did yeah, yeah yeah you not only did you win the podcast for the first time during what does joe know yeah but you also just kicked butt with your top five uh kickers yeah and so. you have a lot of you know hype going into this episode about your top five punters so you have a lot to live up to yeah, <laughs> yeah. i do how, you, right. how, how are you feeling you're right no i feel great you feel great yeah i'm pretty confident about that's my great. top five that i've chosen so far very good so have you chosen your top five yeah of yeah. course of course yeah that's great yeah i do you know, I really but do. we got we got quite a show for you guys today <laughs> it's gonna be sort of a top five extravaganza top 10 if you will Top 10 top 15 try that you're doing i'm three? doing two top well i'm including yours in there as well oh, okay wow. so we're getting real close to the start of the football season and i didn't plan out my top fives nearly good enough and we're running it real close uh i think we're gonna have three episodes before the start of the show uh or the season i mean because yeah three uh, more yeah uh, so we're gonna do two top fives today yep uh and it's going to be, or including yours, uh, top five defensive linemen, both interior and edge rushers. Uh, you're going to do your top five punters. And this next week, this upcoming week, I'm actually going on vacation for the week. Yes. Going up north, doing a little fishing. So uh, I'm going to have like no Wi-Fi up there. I'm not going to be any, basically alerted with anything. going to be far in the boonies. I'm cut off. We're, we're just fishing out in the boondocks. It's going to be great. But when I come back, I'll be coming back at the end of the week, and we usually record on a Saturday. Yeah, usually. Potentially. So I'm thinking I'm not gonna have all that much time to prepare my top five quarterbacks, and I want it to be good You're for right. you guys, because that's the big one. You're right. Top five quarterbacks. So what we're gonna do, I think, is our that show. That's that show that we're recording that week is gonna be our fantasy. Yeah. Fantasy <laughs> podcast. We're talking D D. Mm. We're talking we're talking what other fantasy um um uh league of legends league of legends world of warcraft world of warcraft
1: um, uh warforged that I mean, one sorry warhammer
0: warhammer that's cool that's and monopoly in high school and monopoly and our settlers good. of Catan. very good that's my baby that will be very sort of your area and then i'm going to talk football <laughs> fantasy um, good. i wanted to have a fantasy podcast at some point Uh, and I figured no better time than when I have almost no time to prepare for it because I already know, uh, basically nothing about fantasy football, except that I know a little bit about, uh, football in general, but I'll, you know, we're going to have a little fantasy pod for you guys. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then the last episode before the start of the NFL season, I believe it starts on the 10th, right? We should really plan this out before we're recording. This is like us having a podcast meeting live on the podcast. Yeah. So it goes this week and then, I don't know. Yeah, right? Sure. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I hope it turns out like that because if not, that's going to be uh, quite, a, quite a thing here. So I just looked up uh, the weeks and I was correct. We should have maybe planned, maybe had a podcast meeting before the podcast was actually live. But um, yes, we're going to have three episodes before the start of the podcast. And that's kind of where we're gonna go, Um, and we should probably get going as far as football goes on this podcast. Maybe talk about a little football, but before we start, before we start, uh, I have a little bit of a thing that's been on my mind lately, and uh, I've talked about a couple times uh, how I don't, I'm not a big social media guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not because like, oh, I'm like hipster, and it's like, oh, I don't. I'm not into social Careful, media. Careful, because I did delete social media yeah, for and like you did, two and years. You were very cool for that. Good yeah. job on you. Okay, But uh, it's like, I don't know, I just it's a lot of effort, really, if you want to be good at social media. And it's like, I'm not into that. Yeah. And it's like the whole follow for follow thing feels dirty. I don't like doing it. Yeah. And it's like all the hashtags feels like it's just desperate. But, but one thing I do enjoy about social media is at times anyways uh, comment sections can often be quite toxic but oh yeah i do enjoy on sports posts going into the comment section and seeing what other people have to say about certain things uh, especially now during the nba playoffs and all that but one thing that drives me absolutely bonkers right now that's going to be a big pop on the mic that's fine bonkers is when you go into instagram comment section now it's only bots. bots only bots yes and you catch a post quick enough literally you can sit there and scroll for i'm i'm for like pages and pages you can just scroll and it's just bots it's like hey baby boy you want to <laughs> kiss me you want to kiss me <laughs> click the link <laughs> click the link yeah don't look at my story yeah. oh and it's like oh, i'm a terrible rapper you won't like my music and it's like, what? <laughs> Why? Is this like, how can Instagram yeah. not fix this? They're owned by Facebook. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg can spy on us <laughs> while we're great. all sleeping, and he can't figure out how to not have bots in the comment section. It drives me nuts. Yeah. No, this is something that I've bitches. been, I've been really st- br- stewing, brewing, stewing. It's been I've brewing in me. It's been brewing in me, and I've been stewing about it. It's been. Steeping steeping. Yeah, like tea. Yeah. Like steeping. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a chamomile now. I'm yeah. a chamomile of myself. Yeah. That's how <laughs> That's much I've been chamomile. <laughs> steeping. <laughs> I'm a chamomile. Nice. Very good. Anyways, uh, without wasting any more time, why don't we just jump right into the news? First up in the news, we have the Packers' Signing defensive tackle Kenny Clark to a four-year extension worth seventy million dollars, another big contract extension for one of the more up-and-coming uh, defensive tackles uh, in the NFL. He's kind of come into his own uh, recent years. He's he's one of the better defensive tackles. Will he make my top five list? Who knows? You know, maybe he should have waited to sign his contract until after, and then maybe if he's on the list, he would have got paid more, like George Kittle. But uh, you know, he's 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 been a Pro Bowler once in four years, and I think. Uh, he, he's he's really good on that uh, on that really talented Packers defensive line with Cedarius Smith and Preston Smith. So a good signing for the Green Bay Packers. And then Joe, really big signing for you as you're a big kickers guy. I am. Yeah, you're uh, right. The Giants actually ended up signing kicker Kick- Gra- Gra- Graham Greg- Gano. Yeah, Gra- Gra- Graham Gano. Gra- Graham Ganeau. Yeah, I Were know. Were you gonna finish it for him. I me? was gonna say that. Yeah. Really. Wow. What's your thoughts on that former? Maybe Pro Bowl Punter, I don't know much about kickers. I Should mean kicker, not punter, kicker. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Because they had Aldrich Rosas and then he had a hit and run and they had to kick it uh cut yeah. him, rather not kick As him. The- <laughs> uh and Good play on words there. Now they went and got Graham Gano, assigned him to a one year deal. Good. I'm 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 excited to see what he's gonna bring to the team, honestly. Yeah, I think his energy is gonna be up, like you were talking about. I do think so. Yeah, he's probably motivated too. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, I know. Very, 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 very good. Yeah, you're talking to me like I don't know. Yeah, he things. knows already. I, I shouldn't have even talked about it on the blog. Yeah. I should have let you take over this one. Yep. Nice. Any more kicker news? We're going straight to you from now on. Thank you. The kicker corner with Joe. Kick. Kicker <laughs> corner. Kicker, very kicker. good. Next good. up in the news, we have uh, a report coming out of Miami, and it's that Ryan Fitzpatrick is projected to be the starter Week one there in Miami over Tua tonga and Josh Rosen. This is something that I guess had to be reported. It was something that expected. I mean, Tua's coming off uh, the hip injury. Uh, he, he is 100%. They're saying he's 100%, but uh, like I've been saying with rookie quarterbacks and rookie uh, players in general, uh, no training camp, no preseason games. It's going to be very hard for these rookies to acclimate uh, to this season. Um, so I, am not surprised that Ryan Fitzpatrick is starting right now, uh, going into week one against the Patriots. And I expect him to start, uh, for a good chunk of the season. I wouldn't be surprised, uh, if we see Tua tonga at the halfway point or a little bit past then, uh, eventually, uh, but as of now, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick is obviously the starter. And I talked about, uh, on my big questions podcast when I did that months back now, I guess, uh, uh, at what point. Do Dolphins fans start to get worried if Tua Tonga is not starting? A lot of people are talking about maybe him redshirting the whole year, not playing the entire season. I think that there would be a lot of Dolphins fans that would get antsy. Unless Ryan Fitzpatrick is playing at an MVP level and the Dolphins are playoff bound, I think that Dolphins fans would start to get antsy and start to be a little worried if Tua Tonga was not starting at some point during the 2020 NFL season. Next up in the news, we have edge rusher, Yannick Ngakwe uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had the franchise tag uh, placed on him, and he wants out. He does not want to be a part of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's made it very clear uh, he wants to be traded. And this week, the Athletics' Michael Lombardi actually reported that they are extremely close to trading Yannick Ngakwe, and it looks to be for a second-round pick. So We reported that uh, during the middle of the week, and then the day after, the GM of the Jaguars, David Caldwell, comes out and says, That's absolutely false. They're not close to trading him, which is frustrating because I was excited to talk about exciting news. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe being traded, and in the end, maybe not going to happen, although it could be leverage. It could be David Caldwell trying to say, hey, we're not trading him, we want to keep him. But in actuality, he's just trying to drive it up to a first-round pick instead of a second-round pick. You know, Maybe he's just trying to drive a hard bargain. Hopefully, it would be nice to have something to talk about. It would be nice, though, if it didn't happen between now and the... Time that we upload the podcast. Next up in the news, we have 31-year-old veteran uh, wide receiver Des Bryant uh, getting a workout with the Baltimore Ravens. He's been linked uh, to the Baltimore Ravens for the past few weeks now, and he actually officially had a workout. Uh, and no signing right now. Uh, Rappaport uh, reports that that no signing is imminent at this point, but both sides kind of remain in contact with each other. Uh, and this is an interesting interesting thing here. Uh, they were linked to Antonio Brown for a while. Uh, and that seems like that's not going anywhere. It seems like they don't want that drama on their team. Des Bryant, uh, I think the reason that he's not in Dallas anymore, the reason that he's not playing uh, football right now is because he's definitely lost a step. He's not nearly as athletic as he used to be. Uh, and I think overall... Unpopular opinion, but to me, Des Bryant might be a little overrated in his career in general. Uh, I mean, the guy in eight seasons only went over 1,000 yards three times. Uh, struggled with injuries a lot throughout his career. Uh, he, and don't get me wrong, when he was in his prime, he had three seasons where he played really phenomenal. His 3,000-yard seasons. and He had double-digit uh, touchdowns. He was a fantastic red zone target. But we haven't seen that out of him for a while. Uh, but I think because he was with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team the most popular team uh, potentially in the NFL. I think he kind of got elevated to higher than maybe he should have been, but it would be, I am definitely intrigued, interested to see if the Baltimore Ravens actually take a chance and sign Des Bryant. He did sign uh, with the new Orleans saints last year at one point, and then immediately tore his Achilles, I think like the first practice with the saints. So that was disappointing. It's always exciting to see uh, veteran players get chances at the end of their careers. Uh, hopefully he does get a chance. It would be certainly make for a good conversation. But as of right now, he is still a free agent. Next up in the news, we have a bunch of injuries, which is disappointing but not unexpected. Training camp starts, uh, and and like I always say, when training camp starts, that's when people get injured. All the time, so much excitement is deflated during training camp. The first few weeks of training camp, first few days of training camp, so many soft tissue injuries because guys come and they're not in football shape. They're not ready to go. And it's crazy how many guys get injured every year. Uh, and there were some big names. Maybe not huge names yet at this point, which is fantastic. We're hoping, obviously, not big names get injured. But we had a couple guys like uh, Arizona cornerback Robert Alford, who was really brought in there and expected to play a big role alongside um, Patrick Peterson. Uh, he, was, he was really tasked with helping make that secondary decent. I mean, the secondary was not very good last year. I believe Arizona allowed more yards than any other defense in the NFL last season. He's out for the season this year with a torn pectoral. Trey Waynes, the big free agent signing in Cincinnati, also out for the season with a torn pec. Uh, and then you had a couple other guys, the Miami uh, linebacker, Vince Beagle, uh, also out for the season. He was, a, he was the team's best pass rusher last season. Albeit there was not a whole lot of talent pass rushing in Miami last year. He tore his Achilles. He's out for the season. And San Francisco wide receiver Jalen Hurd, second year wide receiver, uh, also gonna miss the entire season with a torn ACL. Super disappointing as they don't have a whole lot of talent, I'd say, in the wide receiver position. They're not a very deep wide receiving core. They have some some talent, obviously, there with Debo Samuel and they drafted Brandon Ayuk. But overall, they definitely could have used a guy like Jalen Hurd. And somebody else is going to need to step up there as they traded away uh, Marquise Goodwin. Also, Artie Burns, another cornerback, uh, this time for Chicago. Also tore his ACL and is out for the season. And one of the more disappointing injuries for me is I'm very high on the Dallas Cowboys going into this upcoming season. They had Gerald McCoy, who was a big free agent signing for them uh, at defensive tackle. He actually ruptured his quad, which sounds horrific. I can't even... Just I can't even imagine what that even like. What does rupturing your quad mean? Even like it just explodes. I'll I look it up. I don't know what the, what happens there. But he Joe's gonna look it up. He's out for the season as well. He was actually released by Dallas. Apparently, he had a clause in his contract where if he ruptured his quad, then he would they could release him and, and get money back or something. I don't know. That's such a specific thing to put in a contract. But he's no longer a part technically of the Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, but and that's I think going to be a big loss for them. They did sign Everson Griffin to help with that defensive line, and I think this team could be really really good and talented this year. But there are a few weaknesses on their team, and the defensive line is one of those weaknesses. Uh, and so it's definitely very disappointing to see Gerald McCoy go down uh, for the season there in Dallas. Joe, you find out what a ruptured uh, quad is?
1: Not really. Here I'll, I look up.
0: I just looked up what is a ruptured quad. And I guess the first
1: thing it says is, um, quadriceps tendon tear is an injury that occurs when the tendon that attaches the quadriceps muscle to the patella or kneecap tears. The quadriceps uh, tendon may be particularly or completely torn. Quadriceps tendon rush. That's ru- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just sound it
0: out. You're good. Don't worry. See, last week, I was killing him. This week, <laughs> this week really... you're nervous. Uh, to be fair, you know, we're kind of out of our... Comfort zone here with medical things, yeah. apparently. Listen, I'm no I'm
1: no Dr. Seuss. But okay. I'll take a look. Uh, uh, tendon rupture is a rare but serious injury. Oh. That probably is nothing. There's well, not a lot of information. That I all
0: right. Find. Well, it's bad anyways. You didn't that give me sucks. enough time. That sucks for Gerald McCoy. We're moving on, Joe. There's no more talk about ruptured quads. Right. We are going to talk about some positive injury news as this week, Alex Smith was activated. After suffering one of the most gruesome injuries in the history of the NFL, I mean, the guy's leg was snapped, folded over, just brutal. Joe, you you should take a look at the video. It's Do they have a video it, of it. Oh, yeah, he was it happened in a game. Alex Smith, they also have so they did a documentary on him, and his he almost lost his leg. They almost had to amputate. It actually almost killed him because he got infected so bad. So that it, he almost died from this injury. Uh, and and they had to take so much tissue from his leg. And it was so swollen and terrible. You could see his bone at one point down to his bone in the in the documentary. It's horrific. The most horrific injury I've ever witnessed. It's just brutal. His leg was just completely snapped. Almost lost his life because of it. Do you, you see it? you see his leg? Yeah. Get? get snapped
1: i'm looking at the i'm looking at pictures of it right
0: now oh yeah it was bad i don't know have you seen any pictures of the leg you can see it to the bone no that was in the documentary that was nasty but anyways the point is is he's back and he's trying to play football which is insane to me i mean we have a bunch of people who say hey he just shouldn't play he just shouldn't play which i mean that's not up to you he's a grown man he can make his own decisions and if he feels comfortable he feels like he's ready to play then he's ready to play. And I'm very intrigued to see if he can actually play at some point, play at a decently high level, get back in there and be a contributor for the Washington football team. Uh, Dwayne Haskins last year was a starter, obviously, but if Alex Smith plays back uh, at the level that he was playing at uh, in some of his prime years. He could be a, a fantastic starter, but obviously when your life is almost taken by an injury, uh, Getting back to that point is going to be a big, big challenge. But he, if he gets on the field at some point, or if he even just makes the roster, you can basically hand him the comeback player of the year award. Because my goodness, congratulations to Alex Smith! Uh, extremely happy for him and his family. Finally, the final thing in the news—really exciting news. This is a COVID update, actually. COVID nineteen wow. news. Let's hit the air. Horn. Very good. This is actually good COVID news. First time probably ever that it's not an ironic air horn. Uh, Opening night, Kansas City versus Houston. The Texans uh, coming into the Arrowhead Stadium against the defending Super Bowl champions. It's actually going to feature fans. There's going to be actual real life people. In and you stands. bought us tickets, didn't and you? we have tickets, and we're going. We got press passes. I can't believe it. I'm Joe. serious. Oh my god. They won't even let mascots, but me and you are going. My goodness. That's crazy. Who gets to go to these even? Uh, the games. I assume season ticket holders probably get first dibs. There's only 22 percent capacity, so they're not filling the stadium. Um, wow. So it's going to be around 16,000 fans probably. 16 around like in between 15 to 20 which is about the size of a, of a basketball game, pretty much, which is obviously quite a bit smaller, 22% of capacity. It's going to be very different. But just the fact that there's fans there, I mean, they're going to be raising a banner that night, a Super Bowl banner uh, there in Kansas City, I believe. I think they're still going through with that. But they're going to be raising a banner. It's the opening day in the NFL. I think everybody's going to be jonesing for football. I think it's going to be a fun time. I'm really looking forward to it. And there will actually be fans in the stands but that kind of wraps up our news, uh, wrap up on kind of two two high notes. And why don't we just jump straight into all of our hundreds and hundreds of top fives that we have to do today. All right. First, we're going to start off with my top five interior defensive linemen. Joe, I think we're going to hold off with your punters. Yeah, okay. Until I get to, until never, we're never going to do it. Uh, I don't think you're ready, Joe. Ow, fair. but okay. Okay, <laughs> yeah, fair. I, no, he's ready, guys. He's ready. Well, I'm going to quickly go through the interior defensive linemen, uh, and then we're going to go into my edge rushers, and that's when we'll jump in on your top five punters. Uh, but, yeah, why don't we just jump into my number five overall uh, interior defensive lineman for the 2020 NFL season. Coming in at number five, on my interior defensive lineman. It is Calais Campbell for the Baltimore Ravens. The 33-year-old Calais Campbell. And fun fact about Calais Campbell is he is freaking huge. I couldn't find an actual fun fact about him, but the guy is 6'8", 300 pounds. Insanity. He's just a massive humanity. Uh, He's a guy who's been really dominant at stretches of his career. He's played 12 seasons. Uh, in the NFL, he's got—he's a five-time Pro Bowler, a one-time First Team All-Pro, and a two-time Second Team All-Pro. His 2019 stats kind of took a dip uh, in Jacksonville, but his other years in Jacksonville were some of the most dominant years uh, he's had in his career, and really some of the most dominant dominant years we've seen from any defensive lineman on this list. Um, but last year, he had six and a half sacks, 10 tackles for loss, 33 pressures. And 20, or sorry, two forced fumbles and one fumble recovery, which was actually a touchdown. Uh, PFF grades him as the second best run defender as far as interior defensive linemen go. They also rate him as a uh, 80.9 pass rusher, which is the eighth best. So he's fairly versatile. He plays well in both run defense and pass defense. And he's had a 90 plus grade in the last four seasons. And the guy just gets a ton of sacks from the interior of the defensive line, which is not easy. Uh, not all the guys on this list get as many sacks as as this guy does. He has 88 sacks uh, in 12 seasons, which averages out to roughly about seven per season, which is really, really good. Uh, in his three seasons in Jacksonville, he had 31 and a half sacks, which is 10 and a half uh, per season, which is You cannot ask for much more out of an interior defensive lineman. There are many pass uh, edge rushers that don't get 10.5 sacks per season. So he's just an incredibly uh, balanced player. And I really love the Baltimore Ravens bringing him in. They're a very, very fantastic team. I think they're going to be a championship contender. And they're just adding a really, really talented uh, defensive lineman in there. And I could see a resurgence for him in the 2020 NFL season. But right now, he's my number five at the age of 33. Coming in at number four, we're gonna try to quickly go through the rest of them, uh, is Cameron Hayward for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is 31 years old, and fun fact about Cameron Hayward, he was actually born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where he currently plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So kind of a cool thing that he plays in his hometown. Uh, in nine seasons in the NFL, he's a two-time All-Pro, uh, including last year. He's also a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, last year's stats, he had nine sacks, uh, 11 tackles for loss, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery, 83 combined tackles, uh, which was number one among the interior defensive linemen. He had 33 pressures and six passes defensed, which he's, he's one of those guys who's going to go up there and swat uh, balls out of the air. He's a big duty, 6'5", 295, so not as big as Calais Campbell, but still big, much bigger than myself, obviously. Uh, But PFF grades him out to be the third best uh, in run defense as far as uh, interior defensive linemen uh, go, and he's also the seventh best, rather, pass defenders. Uh, He's a super versatile player. He's fantastic um, in both the run and pass game, uh, and I think... He plays on a phenomenal, phenomenal defense, one of the best defenses in football. And I could expect uh, that defensive line to to really eat this upcoming year. Uh, Spoiler, we have one of their edge rushers on the top five edge rusher list coming up. And I think he could continue to uh, really build on a fantastic career there in 2020. Coming in at number three, my top five interior defensive lineman is Grady Jarrett, uh, the defensive tackle for the Atlanta Falcons. And fun fact about Grady Jarrett, his father, Jesse Tuggle, fantastic name, also played for the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL, which is kind of cool that your dad and you would play for the exact same teams. Uh, In five seasons, he's got one Pro Bowl bid, which seems crazy. It seems like Grady Jarrett uh, is, is a better player than having just one Pro Bowler, but he's really developed into... Uh, one of the better uh, defensive linemen in football. Obviously, he's number three on my list. He has 2019 stats. He had seven and a half sacks, 12 tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, and 43 tackles, which was fifth best um, among interior defensive linemen. PFF grades him out to be uh, the seventh best run defender uh, with an 82.6, and he's the fourth best pass rusher uh, in 2019 with an 86.5. He's a a well-rounded player. He's fantastic uh, off the ball, he's quick off the ball. If you watch some of his tape, uh, he can really just uh, explode uh, off the snap and he uses fantastic pass rush moves um, to to get to the quarterback. And he's, he uses strength, he uses uh, power, he uses speed, and he uses those pass rush pass rush moves to be extremely disruptive. And that's why he comes in at number three on my top five interior defense linemen. Coming in at number two on my interior defensive lineman top five is Chris Jones recently signed a massive contract Chris Jones Uh, and fun fact about Chris Jones who plays for the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs if you look up Chris Jones on Wikipedia there's 43 people that come up so not really a fun fact about Chris Jones specifically but just Chris Jones in general it's a lot of Chris Jones's It's a pretty typical name. Yeah, it is. It's kind of like a John Smith yeah. type of name. Yeah. John Doe. Uh, but uh, in four seasons, he's really developed into one of the better uh, NFL uh, interior defensive linemen. He's he's just a, another guy who is really, really big. He's 6'6", 3'10". Uh, he's fantastic. One of the best players, if not the best player, on that Kansas City defense. Which, you know, has gotten a lot of hate, but they, they didn't play all too bad down the stretch there uh, during that Super Bowl run. Uh, in four seasons, he's a one-time Pro Bowler, uh, and he's a one-time uh, second-team All-Pro, and he's also a Super Bowl champ, obviously. In 13 games last year, he had nine sacks, eight tackles for loss, four passes defense, and one for his fumble. Um, this is a guy who also uh, just gets a ton of sacks from the interior defensive line position. Uh, in 2018, he had 15 and a half sacks and somehow didn't make the Pro Bowl. Okay, uh, Pro Bowl is great. Uh, he has got 33 sacks in four seasons, which is, averages out to eight per season, uh, which is phenomenal again for an inter- interior defensive lineman. I expect a big year from him in 2020. He seems to be really motivated to run it back and win another Super Bowl. Uh, I really like uh, how w- what he brings to that Kansas City Chiefs uh, defense, and they have... Obviously, Frank Clark coming off the edge, fantastic pass rusher, uh, and I really like uh, Chris Jones' potential in the 2020 NFL season and beyond. Coming in at number one, and if you know the slightest bit about football, you know who is going to be number one on my interior <laughs> interior defensive lineman list. Joe. I sure do. You do? You know Joe does. Yeah. Who is it? I bet. I. You don't. You don't want to tell me. Oh, I mean you know so I should buy this. Well, yeah, you know. Yeah, like, it's Yeah, it's Aaron, Aaron, Don, Aaron Donald, Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. <laughs> I knew you knew. That's great. Aaron Donald is probably arguably the best player in the entire NFL at the defensive uh okay. tackle position. And you, yeah, that's exactly I was what the say, defensive top. Are you tackle. forgetting Mitch Trubisky? Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> I did forget about him. Just watch your steps for a second. Sorry, I forgot, Ten ice. forgot Ten about forgot about Mitch Trubisky there for a second. But Aaron Donald, arguably the second best player uh, in the NFL behind Mitch Trubisky. Fun fact about Aaron Donald: not only is he the number one graded uh, interior defensive lineman by Pro Football Focus this last season, but he also trains with knives. Yeah. So like pass rush moves, like moving your arms and stuff and to get by uh, offensive lineman, he trains, a guy will pretend to stab him with knives and he kind of just knocks him out of the way. What? I'm moving my hands a lot on the podcast yeah, you can't yeah. really see this, but I'm, I'm showing you what he would do. Uh, I'm looking as, it up because I don't believe I'm you. serious. Look up Aaron Donald trains with knives and while you do that we're going to get into his ridiculous stats. I mean this guy is just head and shoulders above anybody else on this list. It's basically Aaron Donald. And then it's a huge drop off until the next guy. And that's not even, no offense to Chris Jones and all the rest of the guys on this list, but Aaron Donald is just phenomenal at what he does. In six seasons, he's a five time, first time, a first team All Pro, which is absurd. He's a Pro Bowler every season. Uh, he's a two time Defensive Player of the Year at the defensive tackle position, which is outrageous. I mean, that's phenomenal. He's also, he was the 2014 Defensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, winning these awards is not easy at the interior defensive lineman uh, position. Uh, his 2019 stats, he had 12 and a half sacks, 20 tackles for loss, which was number one. Uh, he also had 32 quarterback hurries, which was number one. Uh, he also had 55 quarterback pressures, which was number one. He had two force fumbles and one safety. And his pro football focus grades come out to the number four run defender, uh, with a 90.2 uh, in the number one pass rusher uh, as far as defensive tackles go. Uh, with a 92.8 overall. And fun fact, another one. He has never had a PFF grade below 90 his entire career. Which is phenomenal. Six seasons, he's never been below a 90. Which is really, really good. Because PFF can be pretty stingy at times. But they love Aaron Donald just like everybody else does. Uh, and the guy gets mad sacks at the at the defensive tackle position he has he, in 2018 he had 20 and a half sacks from the interior defensive line which is just crazy and he gets double teamed it's not like he's just going against one guy he gets double teamed constantly and he's constantly oh joe's dying oh no oh no oh no i'm oh, fine no. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Woo. Joe is just so utterly stunned by 20 and a really? half sacks by Aaron Donald that he almost choked on water. Yeah, he got a lot of sacks. Um, mm. Joe, do you know what a sack is? Sorry uh, to call you on the spot. I know you just almost died. But. A sack is when you tackle the quarterback. <laughs> Very good. Yes. Yeah. Behind okay. the line of scrimmage. Behind the line of scrimmage line is of what the... I forgot to say. Yeah, exactly. But I knew. Uh, so, yeah, he had 20 and a half sacks, which is crazy. It's He has 72 sacks in six seasons. So, he averages 12 sacks per season, which is crazy. I mean, his numbers are just insane. And he's an athletic freak. He's only missed two games in his whole career. So, Aaron Donald... Arguably the best player in the NFL and definitely the best defensive uh interior defensive lineman for the 2020 NFL season. Moving on to the most exciting part of the show, we're gonna move on to the top five edge rushers, which is kind of like the sexiest position uh on the on the defensive. Not sexy in the in the in that way, Joe. Don't look at me like that. Okay. Oh, explain you know, man, just please. like that's like they get all the Credit and they, because they're coming off the edge, they're sacking the quarterbacks. They're getting all the big contracts. A bunch of guys got big mm-hmm. contracts. Uh, edge rushers are like the most important position on defense, pretty much. So that's what I mean by sexy. And also, speaking of- <laughs> that's, what, that's what you mean. That's by what sexy. I mean by sexy. That's that what sexy means, does it sense. not? I don't think. so. Okay, whatever. I haven't looked it up though. Okay, are we'll you see. are you including sexiness in your uh, top five punters list at yeah, all? Yeah,
1: that's actually all it's going to be about uh, as far as punters go today. I, I was thinking, like, um, you know, here I could be boring, like like your host Joe Fair Ooh. here. I could be boring Ouch. and say stats and spit out all. Oh, freaking yards for tackle, all this stuff. <laughs> yards for tackle. Or I could just tell you who's the best looking mm, punter. That's what people are really in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So that's
0: looking punter. You might say guys that I don't even know what they look like. Not yeah. gonna lie. And so. I'm pretty well versed in football, I'd say. uh, But you know, why don't we just get it started? Sure. And I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to, are you all right if I go first or, or do you want to go first with your? Yeah, no, you yeah, can I think we first. should end with you because this is, I think that's what people are here for. They want to know who the sexiest punters. Yeah. Uh, in the NFL are so coming in number five. Do I leave a break for music or how do I? Okay. No, you don't have to. Okay. Let's just go. Number five. Uh You can, yeah, you can keep that in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Number five sure. on my top five. Wow, answers. That's embarrassing it's, that you, did you're that. embarrassing that I did that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Number five is Chandler Jones from the Arizona Cardinals. The 30 year old. He fun fact about Chandler Jones. His brother is John bones. Jones. UFC John, fighter. John Bon Jovi? John Bones, not John, John Bo- Bon Jovi. Oh. That's his uncle. Oh. Yeah. No. John Bones Jones. Do you know who John Bones Jones is? yeah Okay, just making sure, man. Who is he? You tell me. <laughs> okay, so you don't know. I do know. He's a UFC fighter. I don't think you know. I know. He's like what, the greatest UFC fighter ever, but he's always getting suspended. Yeah, I know. He just kicked Daniel Cormier butt like a bunch of times. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, I don't think you did. I think I can tell. I knew that. I can tell when you're lying. I don't think that you knew that. But anyways. I know that. I know that. I'm smarter than you. Yeah. Uh, Chandler Jones, really fantastic pass rusher, Super underrated. In eight seasons, he's a three-time Pro Bowler, two-time first-team All-Pro in 2017 and last year in 2019. And he's a one-time Super Bowl champ uh, with the New England Patriots. He now plays for the Arizona Cardinals. And his 2019 stats were pretty phenomenal. He had 19 sacks, 11 tackles for loss, 8 forced fumbles. 8 forced fumbles. Number 1 in the NFL, 8 forced fumbles. That's crazy. Uh, 3 fumble recoveries, 5 passes defense, and 40 pressures, which is pretty phenomenal. Uh, Not going to lie. He's not the greatest run defender. He's the 31st ranked run defender. But everybody knows that the sexiest part, Joe, of pass rushing is... Rushing the passer. Okay. Mm. You want to rush the passer. And he's the fourth uh, ranked by PFF pass rusher. And this is a guy I have written down: sacks, sacks, sacks. We're talking a lot about sacks and sexy today. Yeah. Sexy sacks, baby. Uh, he has 96 sacks in eight seasons, which averages out to 12 per season, which is pretty phenomenal. Uh, he also averages uh, over the last three seasons 16 sacks per season. Which is crazy. I mean, this is an under the radar guy. He does not get a whole lot of credit. Uh, maybe it's because he's in Arizona and they haven't been very good uh, for a while. But uh, he's super disruptive. He has a he has twenty seven forced fumbles in eight seasons, which is like three per season. What that's crazy. He just super disruptive. Uh, destroys offenses. Can make huge plays on defense. And I think the team uh, there in Arizona could be better this year. I don't know if they will be a playoff team, but they could be better. could be more exciting. And maybe you will finally get some of the uh, attention that he deserves. But without further ado, Joe, why don't we jump into your uh, five number five punter uh, in 2020 NFL season?
1: Coming in at number five, uh, we have a guy who I personally like to call Tommy Morstead. Tommy Morstead. Thomas Morstead. Goodness. This guy. Uh, yeah, you know, people might say he's not the most attractive guy I've ever seen. That's why he's number five. Okay. Mm. But he's got a. He he can have a. He
0: can have a head of hair. Mm. He yeah, it. he does have a He head can of rock a mane. He looks very goofy in his football uniform. Have you seen him? How he looks when he's wearing his football stuff? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Uh, you have. All things considered. All things considered. Number five, number five, best looking punter in the NFL. Thomas Morstead. said. I might have to look up a picture. I don't know exactly what Thomas More said looks like. I know he has long hair. He also kind of looks like um, Hopper
1: from Stranger Things, the actor. Oh, never. Uh, is that the guy who also was in Good Luck Charlie?
0: Is that? That's not him. The dad. That's not him though. I I I've never seen the show. I've just I'm just going off what I heard. No, I don't think we're thinking of the same because he does not look like him really. Wow, he, he looks... Okay, well... He's fine, okay? He's fine. That's, why he's, that's number, why he's at number five. That's why he's number five. Also, I shouldn't be telling people how they're attractive they are. I mean, I'm not a model myself. But anyways, moving in uh, to my number four. Coming in at number four on my top uh, five edge rushers uh, in the 2020 NFL season. It's another guy who I think gets underrated at times. It's Cameron Jordan. And fun fact about Cameron Jordan: during the 2011 draft, when he was drafted, he was drafted. His name is Cameron Jordan. Also, there's a tight end drafted named Jordan Cameron. Wow! Yeah. So pretty cool about that. Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> pretty cool that. about that. Yeah. Nine seasons, uh, five-time Pro Bowler, one-time First Team All-Pro uh, in 2017, and two-time Second Team All-Pro. As 2019 stats, he had 15 and a half sacks, 15 tackles for loss, and 49 pressures with three pass defense. Uh, PFF has him ranked as the ninth overall in both pass rushing and run defense. I think he's a balanced player. Uh, he's obviously a better run defender than a guy like Chandler Jones. Uh, he, he's a very disruptive guy on that Saints defense. Uh, definitely the best player on that Saints defense and. I, I honestly originally wanted to put him higher on this list. I think he's super underrated. He's got 87 sacks uh, in nine seasons, so he's super consistent. That average is out to around nine and a half sacks per season. Uh, he's just a he's guy who maybe doesn't get the credit he deserves, but he's a phenomenal edge rusher, and I expect him to be uh, just as good in key games for the New Orleans Saints uh, this upcoming season. But Joe, uh, who comes in at number four on your top five punters list?
1: Coming in at number four, we've pause. got... Yes. Pregnant pause. Pregnant pause.
0: Mm. What does that mean? It's a thing. Look it up. I don't Why know. Why would you say that? Pregnant pause. You take a pause to How build a How dare effect. you? Okay. Sorry. i pissed about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Andy Lee. Andy Lee. <laughs> yeah. Not
0: a sexy name, really. Not a sexy guy, <laughs> either. Pregnant. No. Oh, gosh. I feel like you're... Are you just not finding punters? A lot or... How many punters are there? Are <laughs> there, there are like seven there, punters in the whole there's, world? No, there's... Because... <laughs> well, there's 32 teams and each team has a punter. That's Andy not Lee. true.
1: This is, your, this is your fourth best. I changed my mind. I it's just, Brett Kern. Oh, Brett Kern.
0: even even uglier name. Yeah, Andy Lee is not number four, my guy. Brett oh, Kern man. also is not so hot. So. Are you just choosing random ones at this point? Brett Kern? You, I'm going to make you go through and, and tell me them at the end too, so you better remember. Oh. Brett Kern is certainly better than Andy Lee, but I wouldn't – I mean, he's fine. I, I think he'd be okay with a number four. Thank you. Brett Kern for the for the Tennessee Titans. Yes. Uh, anything else you like uh, about Brett Kern? Um, I really liked uh, how he's been
1: bringing the energy to the team. <laughs> it's all it, about right? energy for you. It is. It's about vibes. But I Bucks. was born in 2001. 2001? So 2001? Careful oh, because.
0: Watch how you speak on his name. Yeah. You know? Great news. So, at number five. Moving on, then. number five, we had Thomas Morstead. Tommy Morris. Very good. Tommy Morstead. Uh, Number Number four, we we had Brett Kern. Brett Kern. Make sure you remember these. I'm going to quiz you at the end. Okay. Lord knows I probably won't remember. Thank you, next. All right. Coming in at number three on my top five edge rushers and at Joe's top five punters. Joe, you better get going. You got number three set up, ready yes, to go? Okay. <laughs> seems like you're unprepared. Uh, number three on my on my top five edge rushers is Joey Bosa, uh, the edge rusher for the Los Angeles Chargers. Just signed a huge deal. Fun fact about Joey Bosa, his great-grandfather was a mob boss uh, in Chicago. His name was Bosa? Tony Accardo. Uh, oh. Tony Joseph Accardo. And his nickname was, I think, Joey Bosa. Joey Batter, Joey Bats, something like that. I guess wow. he, I don't know if he hit people with a bat. That's cool. It's kind of cool. So. That is very cool. Also, he had a dad that played in the NFL, and his brother plays in the NFL. So very cool for him to have all those cool things in one shot, yeah, one I'm life. Most you, ever people...
1: think, you ever think that people that have famous cousins or fam- like even famous brothers in different professional sports, whatever, that they're all just kind of helping each other out? No. secretly behind the scenes to get to, to get more that's how does like i have a brother oh guess what my brother is actually gonna be playing in the nfl now and i play in the mlb
0: yeah well are they all just good athletes yeah. or is there some kind of life's like, life's about who you know not what you know i guess that's true that's basically where You're it right. goes and you know people definitely do get more looks if it's like oh this is uh joey bosa's brother mm-hmm. nick yeah. oh then he i take a look at him i mean don't get me wrong nick bosa is unreal and so joey bosa much better than their father ever was at football but, Their so good. Was in the NFL as well. Yeah, yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah, this insane thing, and also they're from the mob. So take what you know, what you want from that. But okay. four seasons, Joey Bosa, uh, not in the mob, but he is m- mobbing quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, very good. Bad. He's mobbing quarterbacks, mugging them. Nope, <laughs> not that one. Four seasons. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He was the rookie defensive rookie of the year in 2016, has 2019 stats in 16 games. He had 11 and a half sacks, 18 tackles for loss, which was number three in the NFL, and 54 pressures, which was also number three in the NFL with one forced fumble. And he's a guy who is, again, not a tremendous run defender. He's the 27th ranked by PFF this last season, but he's the third best Pass rusher, uh, and he's a guy who's who's super dominant when he's on the field. He needs to stay healthy. Uh, he's missed 20% of his regular season snaps uh, in his career. So, if, but when he's on the field, the guy is 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 productive. He gets sacks. He gets pressures. He gets to the quarterback. Uh, he's the best Bosa. Everybody was talking about Nick Bosa last year. Uh, don't get me wrong. Nick Bosa was amazing and phenomenal in his rookie year. But his brother Joey uh, is still the best bosa in the nfl and his name is also joey which is the same name that we have maybe we should invite him on the podcast at wow. some point my name is not well joey. Ch- yes it is joey but let's not let's not get into this let's not get into this right now legally 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 speaking, speaking you your name is my, joey if you want to see my my birthright your birthright <laughs> your name is joseph fine yeah my name legally is joey yeah which is kind uh, of childish which is well okay well, not, not according to Joey Bosa, so get over it. Uh, fantastic pass rusher. Uh, I think he's ready for a breakout. Could be a potential defensive player of the year candidate on a phenomenal defense. Uh, he's alongside Melvin Gordon, who is holding in. Wants a new contract, uh, but hopefully he plays. I mean, he's got Derwin James, Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, and Kenneth Murray, along with a bunch of other talented guys on that defense. So I, could, I really expect Joey Bosa to have a phenomenal 2020. And Joe... Who uh which punter is going to have a phenomenal 2020? Coming you know? in at three. Yeah. Number 3. 3 number 3. I was doing yeah, a you, 3
1: you. so that no one could see
0: it and then you just <laughs> you exposed me like that. <laughs> he was gesturing 3 to me and he wanted me to nod and confirm, but I said it out loud. I'm you're sorry. useless. To this me is why you're the producer, not me. Jeez. Okay, sorry. take okay. a hint. I think there's a lot of a lot of intensity between us today. Yeah. We're going to fight, <laughs> fight out. We're going to fight out. That's We're gonna live stream a fight <laughs> after this, even no. though so, <laughs> even though this, this is gonna get uploaded, the live stream will be. Go over to our Patreon right. and Go pay to our see our fight. Pay to see us fight each other. Um, uh, number three, uh, Britton Colquitt. Britton Colquitt. Yeah, good name.
1: Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a he's kind of a handsome guy. He's Very handsome. good.
0: I wonder, Britain, uh, what is that? Uh, like, what kind of na- like where does that come from? Britton Colquitt. Britain. B R I T. -T I know how to spell it. I just looked him up here. Okay. (laughs) let's relax. Fun fact about him, actually. He has a brother who's who's also a punter. What's his name? Dustin Colquitt. Dustin Colquitt. (laughs) Very good. Both very good punters in the NFL, but Britton Colquitt uh, comes in at number three. And just, I want people to know that there's a chance that uh, these punters that Joe's lifting off right now maybe don't even play in the NFL this year. I don't know. I don't know every team's punter. I'm not going to lie. So don't call us out if these punters are not actually playing this year. Get over it. Uh, Listen, The the seasoned
1: football fan that I am, I'm just doing, from what I've seen mm, throughout my years. Throughout your years, yeah. Well, that's good,
0: that's good, that's good. At number two on my top five edge rushers for the 2020 NFL season, it is Miles Garrett, the guy who smacked uh, Mason Rudolph over the head with a helmet. place for the Cleveland Browns and fun fact about Miles Garrett not only did he smack Mason Rudolph with a helmet but also he writes poetry uh, and he's actually writing a children's book about dinosaurs so good for him wow yeah nice guy also uh, a freak of nature he's 6'4 272 insanely athletic i mean the guy's built like a like a greek god uh, and he, you know if he was a punter, he'd be number one on your list, Joe. I tell you that much. Yeah. Uh, he only played ten games, obviously in 2019, because he almost killed Mason Rudolph. Uh, he had ten sacks, eleven tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, 29 pressures, and he was on pace for 16 sacks. He was averaging a sack per game. Uh, and I think he's another guy who is he was due for a breakout season. I think it's it's time that he. He really makes himself known. I mean, everybody knows, but I think it's time for him to step up uh, on that Cleveland team that with a bunch of guys who I think need to step up uh, during the 2020 season and uh, and play tremendous. He was the second best uh, ranked pass rusher by PFF last season, and he had a lower run defensive grade, uh, but I think that was kind of an anomaly. He's as the other seasons in the NFL. He's been a he's been a fairly good uh, run defender, uh, but I think his run defense should get back. Uh, on pace for the 2020 NFL season. And I think the guy is going to be playing uh, motivated uh, this season. I think he felt uh, kind of slighted. He still claims that Mason Rudolph said something offensive to him, and that's why he hit him over the head with a helmet. Uh, I won't get into whether or not he did because I wasn't there, but uh, I think he's going to have a phenomenal season. And no matter what he did, uh, as far as that goes, I think he's a really tremendously talented, uh, probably the talent wise, he's probably the most talented edge rusher in the NFL I mean, there's nobody with more potential than him, and I expect him to have a big year uh, in 2020. And Joe, who's having a big year in 2020 uh, coming in number two with your punters? I'll tell you right now who's going to have a big year. It's Pat McAfee. What?
1: Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat. Excuse <laughs> you. Pat McAfee. McAfee. How do you say McDonald? You say McDonald's? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Pat Mac McAfee McDonald's. actually has a podcast.
0: He doesn't even play football anymore.
1: Yeah, I know that. <laughs> and lo- I just look at—I'm looking at this picture of him with a mic, yeah. and he's drinking a Bud Light.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. i am am i am going to let it—I'm ha- going to let it slide. I wish you would have been number one if you are going to go with something like that. I don't but care. Pat, what Mcca- Pat McAfee. 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 <laughs> McAfee. Yeah, he has a podcast. Yeah, you should check it out sometime. It's pretty good. You're he's so he, smart. He's a with very. Your- Wow, Pat McAfee, whoa, <laughs> like you know everything. Okay, well, you like him, that's fine, good for you. You don't need to know, I mean, it's just funny that he's, it wouldn't be that funny if he was just like a normal punter, but he's like pr- pretty much the most popular punter of the last like 20 years. And he Apparently has, he's a loose cannon. And he's a loose cannon, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's what it says over there, does, yeah. he's a loose cannon, uh, yeah, he's sort of a character, he has a podcast, he's a funny guy, comedian, Uh, yeah, you should check it out sometime, Pat McAfee. Comes in at number two. Joe's not looking at me happy. (laughs) Let's jump into number one. Coming in at number one on my top five pass rushers for the 2020 NFL season. And it is TJ Watt uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not JJ Watt. There's a new Watt in town and his name is TJ. Not JJ. Fun fact about TJ Watt. Not only is his brother J.J. Watt on the Houston Texans, but he also is playing on the same team as his other brother, Derek Watt. Why didn't they call him D.J. Watt? (laughs) Maybe his middle name does start with a J. Maybe we should research that. He could be D.J., T.J., and J.J. Very good. Uh, So basically, T.J. Watt was freaking insane last year. I mean, he was a defensive player of the year candidate, and for a good reason. He was PFF's number one graded pass rusher. Uh, eighth best run defender and best uh as far as pass rushing goes uh his 2019 stats in 16 games are pretty crazy he had 14 and a half sacks which was fourth best in the NFL 14 tackles for loss eight forced fumbles which was the best uh in the in the NFL tied with Chandler Jones uh and he had four fumble recoveries two interceptions what and 59 Uh, pressures, which was number one in the NFL among all players. Uh, He's somehow become the best uh, Watt in the NFL, despite J.J. Watt being an absolute, for sure, Hall of Famer uh, and tremendous player his whole career. uh, As he's kind of fallen off and with injuries, T.J. Watt has taken the reins and he is phenomenal. I expect him to have a great year there in Pittsburgh on a very talented defense. I think they have a lot of uh, guys, especially on the defensive line, as we talked about with Cam Hayward. Uh, they also have Bud Dupree uh, and Stephon Tuitt. And obviously Minka Fitzpatrick was phenomenal last year. Just a really talented uh, all-around defense. And I think he's he's about to blow up this season. I think he's going to have uh, a breakout season. Potential defensive player of the year. Uh, just a super disruptive guy that makes plays all over the field. Basically, uh, I feel like... Um, him, he is what maybe people were hyping up Nick Bosa as last year. And again, Nick Bosa, phenomenal. Played really good. But JJ Watt was crazy. He was, I mean, sorry, TJ Watt was crazy. He was all over the place. Uh, and I think this Pittsburgh Steelers team is really going to enjoy having him uh, coming off the edge in the 2020 season and beyond. And I still can't believe the Miami Dolphins drafted Charles Harris over TJ Watt. And I think Charles Harris has like three sacks in four seasons. And TJ Watt has a lot more than that. But that's why he's my number one pass rusher for the 2020 NFL season. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. We've been through it all on this one. We've changed our mind at number four. Uh, and and we even have a retired guy in at number two. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm ecstatic to find out who your number one punter for the 2020 NFL season is. Joe, take it away. Coming in at number one, we have... Marquette King. Whoa, another guy who's not on a roster right now. And that is fine. <laughs> he can still punt. Yeah, I don't he think he's on a roster. And he was. But you chose is it because he's like the only black punter? Excuse you. I'm
1: just saying. I don't see him color. He looks no. like Tupac though. <laughs> no. He does, no, 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 oh, no. Yeah, no, I, I know what he looks like. He, does, like he, a, he bit, does look a like, like, just mostly in this one picture that I have here. But yeah, he looks a little like Tupac. Uh not yeah. in the other
0: pictures, but uh, he was playing in the AAF. When the, oh, no. No, he was playing in the – was he in the XFL? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, he was – yeah, he's not in the NFL right now. He played in the XFL. Uh, he's a super cool guy. He was doing a lot of cool dances and stuff when mm-hmm. he was in the NFL. That's what I love him. Uh, I think, you know, he still could be signed. Pat McAfee is retired. Marquette King is still trying to find a job. So who knows? Maybe at some point during the season he gets signed, and we're going to have a, a freaking piranda on this. Paranda. Um, paranda on this thinking podcast because Marquette King is your number one punter uh, going into the 2020 NFL season <laughs> having high hopes for a guy without a job right now that's great because mm. those guys need love too not only are punters people too but unemployed people also are people as well yes very much so yeah kind of wraps up the show for today hope you guys enjoyed uh, like I said next week we're taking a little break from the top fives we're going to go into a fantasy uh, edition of the podcast and then you know the season's coming up shortly and we're i think we're gonna maybe upload on a different day during the the 2020 season probably yeah maybe i don't know maybe. it's we're, we're still deciding we're not gonna have this meeting on the podcast uh, <laughs> like we did the first one but uh yeah make sure you tune in every tuesday for a brand new episode uh on apple podcast spotify Podbean. tune in uh, and I'm probably forgetting other ones. Google Podcasts. I believe it's also on there. Uh, and YouTube. Check us out. Uh, follow Joe on Instagram, producer Joe at Joseph. Joe? Joe. Dang it. Joe underscore. Joe Thieson. underscore. Thieson. And it's the other way around on Twitter. Yes. Teason underscore Joe. That's P H I E S S E N. Make sure you follow the page also, uh, The the podcast on Instagram, and on Twitter at underscore Average Joe Show. Uh, make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. A five-star rating would be ideal. Mm. We'll take a four-star. We'll take a four-star. No. Oh. Okay, no, we won't. You're First right. Man. We'll take only five stars. If you want to leave a four-star, go watch a different podcast. <laughs> go, go, watch watch Pat, up. go watch Mike Dopp. Go watch Mike Up or listen to Mike Dup, and, all, and or Pat McAfee. Go yes. listen to his show. Okay. But uh, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode. Had fun this week. Uh, we will catch you guys on the next one.